Let us pray. O gracious God and most merciful Father, you have given us the rich and precious jewel of your holy word. Assist us with your spirit that it may be written in our hearts to everlasting comfort, to reform us, to renew us according to your own image, to build us up into the perfect building of Christ, and to increase us in all heavenly virtues. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the same Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. The Old Testament reading comes from Psalm 98. Listen for the word of the Lord. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with lyre, with the lyre and sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the flood clap their hands, let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for stepping in the gap. Today's New Testament scripture comes from the book of Luke, chapter 20, verses 27 through 38. Listen for the word of the Lord. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman and died childless. Then the second and the third married her, and so in the same way with all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore because they are like angels and children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, of Abraham the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living. For to him all of them are alive. The word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, use me as your vessel to speak your truth. Be present with us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's sermon title is, We Are Children of the Resurrection. Those of us following the lectionary remember last week's message from Pastor Calvin about Christ's saving effect on curious Zacchaeus. Because of his curiosity, he climbed a tree to see Jesus coming into town, then became the unsuspecting host for Jesus. Jesus' visit transformed Zacchaeus, the tax collector, to the point of repentance and making right all of his wrongs. After Jesus visited with Zacchaeus, he was busy. Busy riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, busy telling parables, and busy being challenged by religious leaders. Today's passage follows suit as the Sadducees question Jesus about the resurrection. The Sadducees are an interesting group of religious leaders. They suddenly appear here in the Gospel of Luke with parallel passages in Matthew chapter 22 verses 23 through 33 and Mark 12, 18 through 27. Of the various sects of Judaism during Jesus' time, the Sadducees are a rather conservative group and one of the most influential groups alongside the Pharisees, yet of very different views and beliefs. Sadducees, like the priesthood, belong to an elite social stratum of Jewish society marked by wealth and men of rank. They enjoyed a position of prominence on the political scene as well. Unlike the Pharisees, the Sadducees only believed in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible authored by Moses, more specifically the written Torah while the Pharisees affirmed an understanding of scripture and revelation that included both written and oral traditions. Additionally, the Pharisees affirmed the resurrection of the dead, which the Sadducees expressly denied. Rather, the Sadducees did not believe in angels or demons, and they believed that the soul of a person dies along with the physical body at death. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. They addressed Jesus as teacher. Jesus is addressed as teacher a dozen times in the Gospel of Luke, but never as such by disciples. For Luke, Jesus is not the rabbinic and philosophical teachers of the Jews and Gentiles, that is one teacher among others, but a unique authority. They did not address Jesus as teacher out of respect for who Jesus is, but to throw shade on his unique authority. 
The Sadducees continue to lay the groundwork for their question with the story of the widow. The custom of a widow being wed to her brother-in-law was known as the leveret marriage. The leveret marriage guarded against intermarriage between Jews and Gentiles, but more important, it ensured the inheritance remained with the family. The Sadducees tried at great length to trap Jesus with their question by embellishing the story. The widow married and lost not one brother who died and left her childless or two or even three brothers. She married a total of seven brothers, each of whom died, leaving her childless. The scripture says, finally, the woman also died. This story was a setup for the big question the Sadducees asked Jesus in order to trap him. They asked him, in the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Have you ever encountered a person who believed one way of doing something and just couldn't conceive of another way and was not open to the possibility of any other way? You know the type. My way or the highway, that type of person. They've got on blinders so tight that you cannot get in another suggestion edgewise. Such was the case with the Sadducees. Their blinders were on and they were focused on the written Torah and there was no room for anything else. When they posed the resurrection question in the resurrection, whose wife will the woman be? They had the Torah in mind, specifically Deuteronomy 25 and 5. When brothers reside together and one of them dies and has no son, the wife of the deceased shall not be married outside the family to a stranger. Her husband's brother shall go into her, take her in marriage in performing the duty of a husband's brother to her. However, they were not prepared for Jesus' response because Jesus, God incarnate, knew their thoughts and he responded to their question of resurrection in a way that he knew they would understand by referring to the Torah. Oh, that is what I love about our Lord Jesus Christ. He saw the Sadducees and their tricky questions coming a mile away. They may have been clever, but Jesus is the ultimate chess player. Jesus said to them, those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of the place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush where he speaks of the God of Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but God of the living, for to him all of them are alive. Checkmate. I imagine the Sadducees were standing with their mouths hanging open as Jesus taught them a lesson about the resurrection, referring to Moses in the Torah. So what was Jesus saying to the Sadducees in these verses? I'll tell you. 
what he was saying. He was telling the Sadducees that marriage is what you do here and now. And we, can, um, and we cannot begin to imagine the resurrection of the dead. We cannot imagine what the resurrection means for the people of God. So Jesus gave the Sadducees some examples. In that age, there is no need for marriage or other traditions of the here and now because those who have a relationship with God are worthy of the resurrection and will have life everlasting. They are like angels and are children of God being children of the resurrection. There will be no more dying. That Moses in some sense be becomes a prophet of the resurrection in the Gospel of Luke supplies the interpretive model for Jesus' final teaching to the Sadducees. The Lord speaks in present tense about these patriarchs. That present tense rules out the possibility that the Lord was once upon a time the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, but is no longer now that they are dead and gone. No! Jesus teaches when Moses speaks of the Lord as God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses means that the Lord is and continues to be and everlastingly will be the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Brothers and sisters, Jesus wants us to know that when we invest our time in establishing and growing a relationship with God, we are worthy of taking part in the resurrection of the dead. So what is resurrection and what does that mean for us today? First, resurrection is easier uh, to define by stating what it is not. According to Dr. Thomas A. Miller, author of Did Jesus Really Rise from the Dead? A Surgeon Scientist Examines the Evidence. Resurrection is not resuscitation. Resuscitation is a circumstance where life-sustaining substances are temporarily available to the body, but if quickly and adequately uh, reprovided, organ death will not occur. Resuscitation assumes that death has not yet occurred and that it can be prevented from occurring. He continues, Resurrec uh, resurrection is not revivification, which assumes that the death has not yet occurred, but that the body in question requires specialized care to help its organs perform more efficiently until such care is no longer needed. Finally, Resurrection is not reincarnation. When the body has died and the soul or the spirit is reincarnated into another body, Jesus was dead and laid dead in a tomb for three days, then rose from the dead. Jesus is our example and definition of the resurrection. What does that mean for us today? It means we have hope. Hope for our resurrection through the example of Jesus Christ. 
There is historical evidence that Jesus was born, lived among us, died on the cross, and his body was resurrected from death after three days. Luke 24 tells us that the women who prepared the spices and went to the tomb did not find the body of, of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood behind them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why, why, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Finally, we have assurance, assurance in our salvation by believing in Jesus Christ, God incarnate, whose story is never ending, who was, who is, and who is to come. A few days ago, my mother visited my brother's gravesite. She sent a group text to our family with a picture of his marker, which held a photo of him. It has been 30 years since his passing. Next year, he will be gone as many years as he spent living with us. It was good to see his smiling face and the general feeling uh, was our hearts were full as we remembered him. But for me, this time was different. I didn't feel that gut-wrenching pain of loss and the heartache of his absence with the same intensity as before. Nor did I feel the numbness and anger of medical advances now available that were not available 30 years ago. Thirty years ago, I mourned my brother's death like a person without hope. Yes, I was a Christian then, but I didn't have faith, not even a little faith the size of a mustard seed. But thanks be to God for growing my relationship with God over the years. As I stared at my brother's image, I can sincerely say I felt a hint of joy, joy in the hope of knowing he is free from pain and suffering, he is free and living a new and everlasting life. I could smile back at his image because of the hope and assurance I have in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the good news today is we, believers in Christ, should be filled with hope and assurance in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we should look forward to and with great anticipation to the time when we are reunited with our family and friends, our loved ones, and can say together in loud voices, we are the children of the resurrection. Amen.